0: Oh god, oh god,
1: oh Are you okay? Oh
0: wow. This is this is the most embarrassing thing ever. <laughs> and gentlemen welcome to the film fine podcast it has been it seems like it's been a long time but i guess because we released the episode so early last week that it, it seems like a long time has passed but no it hasn't it's been like the exact same amount of time so uh she's been gone for a little bit and i love nothing more than watching her sing all through our intro and it's fantastic just doing a little lip syncing my wife laura what's up babe welcome back
1: Hey, I was lip syncing. No,
0: it's fun. <laughs> no, it's fun. Every, I think everyone does it when this is when you're in the car. This is a song that everyone turns on. Guy, girl, I don't give a shit. You are, you're, you're turning it on. You're turning it up, and you're singing along with it. I don't, I don't care.
1: So let's test a little bit of your knowledge of Scandal. Can you? Just- <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> Listen, I, you're not. <laughs> I can't do it. It's like you're already. Go ahead and ask the question because I'm gonna get it. Wrong. What's
1: the other song that they're big for? Oh, the
0: fuck if I know. As far as I was, <laughs> that was it.
1: No, it's not. Go ahead. <laughs> Look it up. You should. Scandal's pretty good. She actually was almost in Van Halen, if a uh, pop-up video was right. Remember pop-up video?
0: <laughs> Sounds so old. You
1: can't remember pop-up video before that Sharon guy, the guy from what was it? Um, ah, oh, shit. What was the name of that band? More. Th- not more than words. What was was it more than words?
0: I, you're Extreme, those- that's it.
1: The band from Extreme the guy from Extreme, David Sharon or whatever. Okay. Before he became uh, the lead singer for Van Halen for like one shitty album. I think they had approached uh, what's her name? I can't remember Lee Chick that sings in Scandal. She's got really good pipes. Should
0: you should listen. I know nothing about the eighties music. Too I just, bad. I just know this kick's ass. And- We're a movie podcast. Did you guys know that? <laughs>
1: Sorry, I could be wrong on my info. I want to say I saw it on a pop-up music video oh, like pop-up
0: video told us anything. It's that uh, <laughs> long time ago. All right, so that is uh, we yes, this is the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never heard of a movie podcast before, I am Adam Portress. This is my wife, Laura, and here we review movies. We we love movies. Matt Smith is kind of taking a little bit of a breather here for uh, the film find, and uh, he's doing he's off doing other stuff. More, uh, I'm sure, far more scholarly things, and uh, watching Val Kilmer movies. God bless him. Uh, but uh, so what we're gonna do is uh, we, we decided to skip the entire uh, uh, movie theater going experience this weekend. Uh, the only thing that's out that's of note is Two Guns, and mm. uh, it hasn't been getting fantastic reviews or anything. So we thought we'd do a little bit of a change of pace here. So we're going to be reviewing the new movie written and directed uh, by Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Garant from Reno Nine One One, is where most and people I'm sure would know them. But And the state. And Variety. Most people know them from yeah. Reno Nine One One. Let's 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 not, you know. That's true. But um, so we're going to be reviewing their new movie that they wrote and directed called Hell Baby, starring uh, Rob Corddry, Leslie Bibb, and a handful of others, uh, and themselves as well. Uh, so we're going to be reviewing that. That's on video on demand right now, and uh, I think
1: it does get a theatrical release later. They does just released this early. It's probably yeah. one of
0: those things where it's like, hey, we do it on VOD, and then we get like a small theatrical or whatever, Mm-hmm. A select theaters kind of deal. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. And uh, but first, I think we're going to take a break. We're going to do a little what you've been watching. That might lead into some news and some other things. I'm not going to take away too much because I know Matt's got the. Uh, The film find news coming up uh, pretty soon this week, a little bit later than usual, but uh, he assures me that it is on its way. But uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come back and uh, we're gonna do a little what you've been watching. Stay tuned, everybody. You know who to call when you have ghosts, but who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad. What squad? It's like Miami Vice, I think. They're young and inexperienced. Naughty virgins! They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real.
1: We don't know that, sir. 2,000-year-old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves. But when strange things start happening in town...
0: There's a monster in my closet. Whoa! Look at that big, scary monster! What's happening? Do away from little werewolf. Silver bullet? They're the only ones ready to do battle. Cookie down there killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's going to do a thing about it but us. Soon the creatures of the night show you Real monsters? <laughs> us? Midnight in the world, remember? Maybe we can be like... Last squad in Stegio. Two mass bombs. We got 235. Six 30 back up. Hurry up. I'll meet your squad. The book is right. Don't you see it's all true?
1: By midnight, You
0: will They won't seem so young anymore. Monster Squad. Wolfman's got Gilbert Godfrey, and when I'm not banging whores in my 87 IROC Camaro, I'm listening to The Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever, assuming you've never heard a movie podcast before. Go to thefilmfind.com, like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, and for Christ's sake, give them a review on iTunes. They need it, they need the help, but they're sorry, sorry, sacks of shit. This is Gilbert Godfrey signing off. Son of a bitch! This is Art Bell, coast to coast. That's what Art Bell always used to do. I'm playing. I'm playing this stuff for Laura because she loves it. If you could just see her face right now, it's fantastic. Call us at Coast to Coast AM. I'm Art Bell. <laughs> so. You can stop, stop pretending to sing and start talking. I'm oh, sorry.
1: I was doing my best Agnitha You're impression. enjoying
0: yourself a little too much, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, so we're going to get into a little bit of what you've been watching. Uh, I've kind of started to program a little bit of the music for Laura's Taste. It's because, like, watching her just do all the lip-syncing is hilariously fun. All right. So, Laura, what have you been watching this week?
1: Well, I've been watching a lot of campy shit. I... I I'm sad to admit this. I had never seen a trauma film until recently. It I've known I of, count you
0: among the blessed. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I just I, I've had friends who are very familiar, very well versed in the trauma, you know, catalog of all the movies that are available. And I knew of the Toxic Avenger, and you have several other movies, and you have Lloyd Kaufman, but I never really watched them. Not because I was like, oh, I don't want to watch them. It's just I never had the opportunity, and thankfully they're back on Netflix for a bit. They were so a lot of them were taken off, and I watched my first one.
0: Even Netflix couldn't handle it. They were like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, no, please get it off, no, get it off. No no, it no, no, no,
1: It's it's neat. I I I still don't know exactly what to think of it. I think I'm gonna say I like it, but I watched the class of Newcomb
0: High. See, here's now look. I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and confess something. I've I've only ever seen. In, in its entirety, I've only ever seen the Toxic Avenger, which I thought was god awful, horrible. Even like, even for in like a cheesy eighties way, it was so bad I couldn't. Actually, no, I take that back. I watched one other uh, uh, one in its entirety. Um, it was based. Oh, Fuck, I can't remember what it was because there was a documentary that talked about it. But the documentary oh, the was one called about "Farts Pol- of Darkness,"
1: "Poultrygeist" or whatever.
0: No, it was another one that was s- similar to oh. that. Oh fuck, if I can't remember what it was. Anyways, there was a companion documentary to it, so I watched the documentary first about the making of it, which which was interesting to see mm-hmm. how terribly fucking ran all of the trauma shit is, um, and how Lloyd Kaufman. T- God bless him. Doesn't seem like he really fucking knows how to make a film proper, but um, he
1: gets it done. So I he gets it done, and there, there are him. a group of
0: people, and I know I knew a lot of people in film school who really love the shit out of Trauma, and I I personally just do not fucking get it.
1: And I think he's been at Dragon Con every year I've gone. There's always been a Trauma booth, and I oh, want to say a booth. I don't know if he's always there though. I th- I want to say he's been there because I've had friends that have gotten autographs or whatnot, but me I. That's a lie. I, I have seen an trauma movie before Newcomb High, but I don't think it really counts because it's not Lloyd Kaufman. They just distributed it Cannibal, yeah. the musical. Yeah, I, I it, don't know if i count, count that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't count that either, but I saw Class of Newcomb High, and I really dug the 80s aesthetic, as I always do, and I don't Too know... Too bad it
0: was filmed in 1995. Class of no I don't know no but that's, fucking what, that, that's how their shit rolls though no
1: no no this is it's very 80s very 80s and I I dug it I dug it for that that campy quality that I think the 80s has with all of its be horror movies from that decade um I liked it it wasn't the best but I enjoyed it I can't believe I've never really seen anyone kind of dress up as those characters for people who are really into trauma you know at conventions I've been to that I've seen toxic avengers kind of things. I haven't seen anything like this. But anyway, I saw that, and then thanks to Netflix and its wisdom, it suggested to me some movie called My My Mother's a Werewolf, or My Stepmom's... A, yeah, My Mother's a Werewolf, or something like that, and I can't remember it now. It's it's such an awful, awful film, and it has John Saxon, and it Well, it's
0: John Saxon's birthday today. Did you know that? <laughs> For it real? is mother. Yes, it is motherfucking John Saxon's birthday <laughs> on the day that we're recording this. This is John Saxon's birthday. That's yeah, pretty dope, right?
1: Honestly, didn't know that. I was just talking about my. It's either my mom or my stepmom's aware. No, it's got to be mom because the the girl is is talking about her mom, but. The only thing that's really notable about it, because it is a really shitty film, it, it's not really enjoyable. I, I sat through it just because, okay, this just looks somewhat interesting, and every once in a while in the the piles of shit of movies that are available on Netflix that aren't worth your time, you find a gem. This one wasn't one, but... but
0: <laughs> what Get out of town.
1: But no, but what what I, the thing that I found very off-putting about it that kind of creeped me out, whenever I see John Saxon, the first movie I ever saw him in was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street first one he's nancy's dad so i've always seen him as this authority figure i know he's been in other films he was in mitchum he was,
0: he's quite often a cop <laughs>
1: which mitchum if you've never seen that episode the mystery science Theater 2000 episode where they make fun of mitchum he's in that too he's in a lot of movies he's a very prolific actor and to see him in this movie as kind of a he's a, he is the werewolf spoiler i don't think you guys really cared but he tries to seduce the mom and it was so Creepy to me to see him, you know, like really pulling out these moves to get this lady into bed. It it just was really. Uh, no, I just couldn't. It was weird. I, I felt dirty. Well, you know, and, and not in like a good oo dirty yeah. way. It, it was just Ugh. no, it <laughs> not a good ooh dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it made my skin crawl. I was like, oh, I cannot watch him doing this. This just doesn't seem right. But uh, and also to continue with the eighties. The movie Schlock that I was watching, Um, the stuff. Have you seen this one?
0: I've only ever seen the trailer for it. I've never actually. I've I've heard good things though. I'm like I'm like that is like I'll admit that that is one of the places in my uh, movie watching vocabulary that I've really lacked on is a lot of the '80s kind of B horror type stuff. See, that's that's not. I I mean, it's not that I dislike it per se, but it was never something that was truly down my alley. I think that's going to have to be. uh, an avenue that I just decided to go down mm-hmm. because, uh, I mean, like I, I, I didn't really even get into, you know, really horror movies per se until I was, you know, like 1920. Weirdo. I don't know. It was just, it was never something that truly appealed to me and I never really got it.
1: Me, i But, uh, so then help. I
0: went on like a ridiculous tear and like... And I think the same way with like black exploitation and kung fu movies and stuff. It's just like it's an avenue that I have to go. Okay, here's what I'm going to go concentrate on for a while, and and just kind of knock those kind of things out. I mean, I've seen you know a lot of the, you know, standard kind of stuff, but a lot of the more B level things that it seems a lot of people have seen, like you know, like you know, critters and chud and all that oh, kind of critters. shit. I've oh never God. really seen any of those, that and that's but that's never been a, a uh, never been an avenue that I've actually just you know. Particularly wanted to travel down, but Shit. one day I'll, I may have
1: to I'll re-up so my uh, Netflix DVD rentals or stop by a video store and see if they've got. I can go on a critters marathon because I want to say there's like three or four of those fucking movies. But um, uh, the reason I like horror, I'll go ahead and get to it. I know we're in the what you've been watching, but I'll give it because you just talked about how you never got into it. My my younger brother and I, I remember very vividly we were in the second grade and somehow we managed to sneak this past my mom. I don't know if we just grabbed the tape and put it in something else or what, but we rented uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, which was the first horror movie I ever saw. And I think that's why I love that Nightmare on Elm Street series so much. So I had the door open to um, to horror movies at a very young age. And I remember my brother and I watching it also making, like, after my parents went to bed and they thought that we were in bed, we would get up and watch Tales from the Crypt on HBO I mean, I've seen a lot of horror stuff. And of course, you know, being late at night, there would be a lot of really shocky horror films. And we would go to Energy Video in Lancaster. Shout out to that place. I mean, they shout out open. to that. No,
0: they, they stopped existing about at least five years ago.
1: Yeah, well, they, they used to have like three video rental places. And that's where we would go because my mom hated Blockbuster. I don't know why, but she had some hate of Blockbuster. But uh, your
0: mother is the reason that Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. Your, your mom and Netflix.
1: Well, no, but they exist still in Lancaster, don't they? They
0: do. That's so weird because you it's know this tiny town. little town, and uh, I mean, th- not that they don't have red boxes because there's plenty of red boxes in yeah. the town, but there are no. But, but red still, Box
1: won't have an older movie selection. Basically. But still,
0: Blockbuster is fairly uh, is is still rolling deep there. So surprisingly,
1: yeah. But to, to um, finish up the story, there, I the a lot of the movies that I look for now, or I try to catch on Netflix if I see them, are movies. The covers of which I remember as a kid, like walking through the horror section and seeing old 80s horror films. The and, and energy
0: video was a was like a haven for that kind of stuff, because like, that is one of the things I remember about that place is going in like all the 80s VHS covers tapes.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a very a huge impression to me as a kid. So like, even though mom, you know, would wise up to my brother and I trying to sneak horror titles by her to, in order to rent them. I would remember, okay... This one's
0: called Death Upon Death. We're not reading this.
1: Yeah, that, or that's also how I first saw Sleepaway Camp 2. I saw Sleepaway Camp 2 before I saw Sleepaway Camp, and it just all, so that, that's why I have such a great love for 80s horror films. It's so
0: bad, because Sleepaway Camp 2 just sucks balls. Oh,
1: fuck you. It's so wonderful.
0: <laughs> Sleepaway Camp is good. Sleepaway Camp 2 is just like... No, no, no. Sleepaway sweet Camp... Sweet lord. So the
1: first Sleepaway Camp is awesome. Very interesting. Uh, for its time, very shocking, I would say. And then Sleepaway Camp Two is just like perfect B movie garbage. Just, you got the garbage just, part, right? Oh, just wonderful. The grossest death I've ever experienced: getting drowned in an outhouse. I can't think of anything worse. The third one sucked. Apparently, there's a fourth one out. I think it's available on Netflix. I haven't even bothered to watch it yet.
0: It's like a return to Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, or I don't. Like that. I, I highly never, doubt it's going to be any no, good. no particular want to watch that.
1: And then, other than the stuff that i had been watching, the three movies I've previously mentioned, I've just been watching True Blood. And oh, Anxious by the way, real,
0: real quick. I want to mm-hmm. talk about how like some of that can come back and bite you in the ass because mm-hmm. I remember, uh, I, I know you remember seeing this because this is I, it was prevalent in energy video for some reason I don't know why and of course what? the holographic cover always caught your eye was the dolls.
1: Oh, oh yeah.
0: Oh, I started to watch some of that on Netflix. Good Lord, have mercy! It's
1: in my queue. I have yet to give it a shot. But do you remember? <laughs> I couldn't get more than twenty minutes in. It the was the Jack Frost just one. Awful. The yeah, Jack yeah, Frost. Yeah, it the, would be like a snowman and then it would turn that's into called evil. venticular. Venticular. Okay, whatever. But. That's a
0: real nerding thing that I know mm -hmm. that.
1: I just wish I could find. I'm sure it exists out there. Just a website of all the old 80s VHS covers. That's why I would like to go into the last word and just look at all well, the actually, old titles. Uh, we're
0: going to talk about this a little later. I don't know what you're. I, I, we shouldn't be making these plans like while we're recording. But uh, I don't know what you're doing on third or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But uh, Back Alley Film Series is uh, doing a screening of a uh, VHS documentary um, called Adjust Your Tracking. So uh, I'm gonna well, going to be going out to that.
1: My phone and see what my work schedule is. And while she's
0: doing that, so what I'm going to do? Oh
1: shit! I'm opening. I can go
0: sweet all right so we're we're probably going to do that and we'll talk about that next week uh Mm -hmm. just your tracking it's a uh, vhs uh documentary there's several of them out there right now and uh, i know a couple of them got their starts on kickstarter and i believe this one did as well but uh, we'll be talking about that next week and we'll talk about that what we're going to be talking about way later in the show but uh let's get to what i've been watching So you've been Mm -hmm. watching true blood
1: yeah, I've been watching True Blood. I I think the season's picked up. I, I was getting ready to abandon it like I've abandoned several other shows, like Weeds and Dexter. I couldn't give a fuck how Dexter ends. I'm just so upset with that show. Or Weeds. I think I read like synopsises. I'm not going to bother watching the last two seasons. But yeah, I've been watching True Blood and then like watching all the promos for Boardwalk Empire and getting very excited for that because that show's so good. And that's about it. Other than the movie that we watch that we will review.
0: All right. Well, uh recently I have been uh kind of jumping into Netflix again and their new original programming. I've gotten now four episodes. I'm trying not to binge on everything yeah, and kill to. myself. I haven't with I still haven't finished the rest of development. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, I just started up the uh the series Orange is the new black. i uh, got about four episodes in, I think, and um thoroughly enjoying the show a whole bunch. And uh, really just showing how Netflix is, you know, really putting their dick on the table and saying, "Look, HBO, we can do what you do." And uh, it, it, they may not be quite to the level of HBO yet, but uh, something like Orange Is the New Black is something that you could most definitely see on an HBO. I mean, it's right up their alley. It's like I, I never really watched Oz, but I mean, they say this isn't Oz in the show itself, but it, it's like Oz with chicks. So it's a it's a prison flick with uh, with girls. Uh, it's, this girl gets, uh, locked up for, uh 15 months due to an old, uh, an old charge of her kind of trafficking drug money across. And, uh, the whole story is t- told in a lot of different flashbacks and stuff. So she's in jail when you start and they kind of flash back to show, uh, you know, and reveal more of the story as it go- goes along, uh, somewhat lost st- style. And I didn't even think about that until just now, but it kind of does that in that way. But, uh. Uh, pretty good. I in I'm really enjoying the show and I can't wait to see where it goes. And I hope it, uh, hope it gets a season two. Uh, let's see what else I've started watching. I haven't finished it yet because you know, how do you finish a Ken Burns documentary? So I started his, uh, watching prohibition. Uh, the, uh, I think it's three part, uh, documentary series by Ken Burns, big uh, Ken Burns fan and all his stuff. So I, I, you know, I don't, I don't need to say anything about him. How already hasn't been said by a million other people. So, uh, watching that on Netflix and uh, basically just been catching up on some stuff and uh, getting excited for, they, they just re- revealed who the 12th doctor is super oh, stoked about that.
1: <laughs> I want to watch it, but all this uh, hoopla on fanboying and fangirling over Dr. Who just kind of everybody,
0: up- the, the film find at gmail.com. Tell Laura why Dr. Who is cool.
1: I'm sure Doctor Who is cool, but it's the fans that I'm like, okay. No, but see, I'm, here's I'm, the
0: great part uh, about the fans, is because now we have an old Doctor, Peter Capaldi, I believe that's how you say his last name. Uh, he was in, he's, he's a very established British actor. No one over here knows a whole hell of a lot of what he's in, but he's, you know, been on several British shows. I think he was in that movie, In the Loop, which I hear is fantastic. But I've yet to see what's well, definitely on my radar now. But... uh it's an older Doctor, which is so awesome, because the last three Doctors have all been pretty young dudes. Matt Smith being the youngest of all of them. He started like 26 when he was on the show, or whatever the hell it was. And um, But this is an old Doctor, so a lot of the little girls who fucking love Doctor Who because they want the Doctor to be their boyfriend, it's like the Doctor's not your boyfriend, motherfucker. He's a Time Lord. He's 900 fucking years old. He's He's not there to, you know, let's all go into the sunset laughing and holding hands and it ain't that kind of shit Mm. that's not how it works and like it's so i think it's going to be great to see an old doctor get in there and kind of i'm very like i I hate to see matt smith go i really started to enjoy his doctor and everything but uh, it's like you're sad to see one go but at the same time like the new shit that could happen the new kind of dynamics that the new one has when he comes on board is that's exciting as well
1: yeah, no, I'm not shit on Doctor Who. It's a long series. It's been on for a long time. Very respected. I've known a no Doctor Who for a long time. Just never really got around to watching it. It's just, man, my Facebook, everything blows up with, ah, oh, new Doctor. Oh, Doctor Who and Whovians. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. nah, I don't know if I really want to dip my toe into this crazy. I, and I say this as a Trekkie, too, which is yeah. silly.
0: I want to talk about something uh, real quick. A, co- a couple of Pardon me, good lord! I don't know what I ate, but it's making me burp. Uh, I want to talk about about a couple of quick things, real uh, real fast. I don't know if uh, Matt will talk about these on the uh, news or not, but uh, I find them interesting. Notes. Uh, so the long there was going to be a uh, long ago there was a Sam Kennison biopic that was uh, pitched.
1: Oh, the one with Dan Fogler.
0: Yeah, and uh, to give you to give you guys an idea of of that kind of of how much Dan Fogler w- should have played this role. He won't, unfortunately.
1: Oh, what a bummer. Have you seen that YouTube video Well, here?
0: I'm oh about to play it for everyone if it, if if it. it would load up. But um, here's Dan Fogler as uh, Sam Kinison. So I'm thinking about getting married. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name, man? Steve. Steve. Want to get married? this a girl right here? I want you to do me a favor On the day of your wedding You're standing on the altar And you're looking into your Beautiful bride's eyes And she's looking back at you And you're thinking this is it This is the one I love her This is commitment I am going to stay with her For the rest of my life I want you to do one thing for me Remember this face You ready? Ah Get married, it's going to be your fucking face for the rest of your life, I swear to God. So that was Dan Fogler. He was, uh, you know, for the longest time, this like this thing's been rolling around. And uh, they've actually said, for some reason or another, maybe, I, I guess, Dan Fogler's not big enough name. But uh, it looks like now Josh Gad is going to be playing. Uh, what? Uh, He's gonna be playing Kennison oh, apparently and I can't uh,
1: picture him as Sam Kennison. He is a fat guy. No, is that is, oh, no, that's such a bummer. This is just as bad but as But it's gonna be di-
0: it's gonna be directed by Larry Charles, who we know is capable of some good stuff. you know, he did like Borat and uh
1: Yeah, and speaking of Borat, this is just as bad as Sasha Baron Cohen no longer being in the uh Freddie Mercury biopic. Didn't hear about that. Or are you about to break that news and I just ruined No, no, no.
0: I, I, that's 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 a little old news, but you know you it's a, it's a good point, is that, you know, you do kind of, and I guess that sucks in a lot of ways, because I guess years and years and years ago, we really didn't have these kind of, like, you know, rumor mills and things like that. It was only things that we all kind of thought of. as was like, hey, you know, it'd be cool to play this or that or the other thing. But then you have, like, things like this that are, like, actual test screenings that, like, so you can see Dan Fogler in the Sam Kinison garb, and they literally shot a scene in a comedy club. And it looks fantastic and he you're looks just like,
1: like Sam Shit,
0: This is pretty good.
1: He's got his scream and le- little laugh. It's ridiculous. As someone who's listened to all of Kennison's albums, I remember when I first saw that I was really impressed. I thought he would be amazing. It's it's such a bummer. Josh Gad, really I should reserve my judgment, but nah. Yeah, I mean he's
0: a he's a funny guy, and like I said, Larry Charles is a is a fairly capable director when he wants to be. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, so that's we shall see on that. We have, uh, also, uh, another thing is, uh, Christopher McQuarrie to, uh, is confirmed to, do, uh, direct Mission Impossible 5. I'm a huge fan of all the Mission Impossible movies. And yes, I include Mission Impossible 2 in that. Another lot of fucking haters on Mission Impossible 2, but Mission Impossible 2 is over the top in that John Woo, American, American John Woo way that it's, I don't know, it's kind of fun to me still. And, um, Whatever, but I, I love all of, and I love what Tom Cruise has done as a producer with all the Mission Impossible movies, having a different director each time to give each individual movie its very much its own kind of sense and feel and stuff. And I'm interested to see what Chris McQuarrie is going to be bringing to it. He's the guy who did, um, oh, oh, well, the the new Jack Reacher movie. He did a couple other. Oh, why is my brain just farting on me? <laughs> I I forget what else he's done. To my bro- I'm just I'm so out of luck right now, but uh, that's an interesting point to me. But Tom, that's but it made me think of this because Tom Cruise. I was watching of all things. Sometimes I like to go to bed to commentaries, and one of the commentaries that I went to bed to recently was uh, the uh, Criterion commentary for uh, a little film called Armageddon. <laughs> And if you haven't listened to this, it's a great commentary because Michael Bay tells so many fucking out-of-school jokes or out-of-school stories. It's hilarious. He talks about how, you know, when Ben Affleck came in, he had these tiny little chiclet teeth. And he, like, convinced Jerry Brockheimer to give him $20,000 so he could go get Ben Affleck's teeth fixed. And they convinced him by by saying, hey, look, we did it for Tom Cruise. We'll do it for you. And uh, but a very interesting thing. Anyways, uh, we've been taking up way too much freaking time with this. So uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a little break, and uh, then we're gonna come back and we're gonna do our review of Hell Babies. Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> everybody we are back now it is time to ch- <laughs> still with the still with the uh lip every song i love it
1: i'm sorry i really like this song it's a great song
0: <laughs> it's a good album all right, so uh, with that, we are going to jump into our new review of this week. It's called Hell Baby, and it's available on VOD right now. And I, like we said earlier, I think it's going to get like a small theatrical release. Uh, this movie is written and directed by Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Grant of Reno 911 fame and of several other things. Laura Listamov I know you are far better. Uh...
1: Oh, The State, uh, Viva Variety, though Robert Ben Grant, I don't think really did much in front of the camera. I don't remember seeing him. It he, I think he was more behind the scenes um, on that show. That's how I got introduced to Tom Lennon, was Viva Variety when it was on Comedy Central in the late 90s. Um, and, of course, they are on Reno 911. That's probably the one that got, I mean, the show that they've been on for the longest.
0: And what are their characters on there, just so people who may not <laughs> put the names to faces? Sure.
1: Tom Lennon was Dangle, and uh, Robert Ben Grant was Junior.
0: All right. So they have written and directed a movie, like I said, available on VOD right now. Here is the trailer for Hell Baby.
1: Look, boys, I may have another job for you. Take a look at that photo.
0: So gross. Super gross. Super gross. This neighborhood is on the upswing.
1: We could paint this place today, sell it tomorrow, and still make money. Yes, we could. Jeepers. I'm just a little nervous in this house. Hey, there's not one thing to be afraid of in this house. Ah! What are you doing out there? You can't move into the Maison de Sang and not raise a few eyebrows. Maison de Sang? What does it mean? House
0: of Blood. (laughs) Oh, well that's cool. This place has a nickname already. A strange effect on my wife,
1: yes, darling.
0: And I think she might be
1: possessed by a demon, so I'm a little stressed out. Ah! 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 Bitches be tripping, that's some crazy. Sh- we have pictures of a ghost dog and a gruesome crucifixion murder. Could be the devil, mm-hmm. you know? Could be an ex-girlfriend on PCP. Whoa! It's a harpy. You guys get a lot of this? you to be surprised. Kinda. People, that think that the devil
0: is made up like Santa Claus. But I assure you, the devil is real. We are going to need some per diem. If we uh, wrap this up in time, I kind of want to check out the French Quarter, huh? This is a place where the girls... Flash at their boobies. (laughs) Yikes!
1: College girls taking their perky, brand new boobs out for a little
0: uh, victory lap. You had me at perky new boobs. All right, everybody, that was the trailer for Hell Baby, the new movie written and directed by Thomas Lennon, Robert Ben Garant, starring, oh, those two guys. And we have uh, Rob Corgi, Leslie B- B- Ricky Lindholm, uh, let's see, did it, uh, Paul Shear, Rob Kubel. There's a lot of people that you might know from a lot of different things. Hold on, my, there's some crazy mic shit going on right now. All right, this is what happens when you're uh, doing live <laughs> podcast. Uh, Michael Ian e. Black, uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, oh, what's what's that one cat's name?
1: Keegan King. King?
0: Yeah. King Key. Yeah, uh, Keegan Key. So you know from uh, Keegan Peele. Oh goodness. Um, let, let's let's start here. Oh actually, I'll read off the. Um, IMDB plot synopsis here: An expectant couple moves into a house, to a haunted house in New Orleans upon, and call upon the services of Vatican elite exorcism team to save them from a demonic baby. Though that's not really true because nope. they never re- <laughs> they never call on anybody. These guys show up. They there's, just show up. Yeah. That's there's, there, there's there's like plot hole number one in this entire thing is that you know is that these two uh these two priests kind of like hey we heard some shit's going down it's like first of all from whom and second of all it's just they kind of just show up and they're like hey we're here to solve some shit so it's
1: from the Vatican uh
0: very <laughs> Vatican um, so let's let's start here um Laura just so people know where you're coming from on this talk about talk about your relationship to the people involved in this project let's put it that way
1: i know them all personally and they're my bestest friends and And so therefore (laughs) we can't take anything that you say seriously okay no 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 i don't know any of them but i am big fans i had heard of this movie um gosh it was it's been a while i just remember i listened to a lot of other podcasts one of which is doug love's movies ricky lynn was on and talked about and the nude scene that she did for this movie boy did she ever oh gosh yes i wasn't wow but anyway that's another we'll point. get there <laughs> but she was talking about it and so then i heard you know i would see like instagram pictures or something from paul Shearer of different things in new orleans so i knew this movie was being put together and i got excited because of everyone who was involved with it because i've pretty much liked everything that tom lennon and robert ben grant have done save for you know their script writing jobs like night out, you know night at the museum uh, yeah, let me
0: let me let me uh let me talk about that real quick um is my mic fucking picking me up at all? Or my it sounds like I'm just getting your mic. <laughs> I Everything hear you. is so horrible. Anyways, um, the, the, Robert Binger and Thomas Lennon have written a fantastic book. Now they they wrote they've written a lot of movies that you wouldn't think that uh, knowing these two guys and their comedy, you know, chops. What the movies that they would that they would have written? you like you wouldn't think that they wrote both the Night at the Museum movies or Herbie the Love Bug, or you know, some other shit. So. But they've written a book called uh, "Writing Movies in Hollywood for Fun and Profit" with and crossed out. It's a fantastic book if you're interested in the uh, screenwriting process at all, or just kind of behind the scenes Hollywood type stuff. Um, but they've you know they go out and say, look, we write we'll, we'll write these movies. There may not be the best movies in the world, and here's how you write a movie in a big budget in a big studio you know system and everything, and you're going to get a fucking paycheck. Mm-hmm. and and they're, they're the first people to go look this is a paycheck so we can do the shit that we want to do but they've gotten fairly good at it and people you know for better or for worse however you want to think about it they you know enjoy their work so it affords them opportunities to do things now like hell baby
1: but yeah like i like i love your variety i saw the state much later because you know we both grew up in the same hometown we didn't have access to mtv <laughs> we oh, didn't get God. mtv
0: to like senior year right no, if, I want like to say, TV.
1: yeah, so like, if you had cable, like most people did in our hometown, we didn't have VH1, We, I mean, we had VH1, but we didn't have MTV, so I didn't see any of that stuff. I didn't see them until Viva Variety, I watched Reno 911, I think the movie, the Reno 911 movie is a work of genius, especially if you listen to the uh, commentary that everyone does and their character, it's so funny, I even like Balls of Fury, a lot of people don't like that movie, I think it's fucking hilarious. Nope, saw it. Oh, that's great! I love it. So I have I hold them in very high esteem. So when now, I, wait a minute—is hmm?
0: this not another? How many Dan Fogler things are we going to reference in one fucking? <laughs> this is my John Saxon's birthday. Dan Fogler two mentions. I don't think Dan Fogler's like, "Holy shit!" This is a, I've been mentioned twice on this one podcast. Thanks but, for listening, Dan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but no. So I I hold them in very high regard, and of course, anytime Tom Lennon is on Doug Lowe's, maybe he's funny or or, or in anything. For comedy, I I think they're hilarious, and of course, um, Party Down. they has been on Party Down, so I, I really like these guys. I like all the comedians that are involved: Paul Sheer, Rob Hubel, all of them. So, with a heavy heart, I have to say, I did not like this movie at all. I thought Ooh. it wasn't funny. It's not funny. It's so bad. Uh, okay,
0: what about it? Did you think that wasn't very funny?
1: The jokes were just. Not, I. I think the only thing that kind of cracked a smile is everything Keegan Key did. Just like his random appearances. That and was stuff. great
0: because, like, he he plays like. There's so many in in a lot of horror movies. There are a lot of like unnecessary jump scares. And he kind of plays, not to. This isn't a racist. This isn't a racial thing. I'm about to say, but he plays the black cat basically in this movie. He shows up and gives you that little jump scare every now and then. But unlike those other black cats that are just there to scare you, he's there to give some nice exposition and different plot points and be kind of somewhat very creepy at the same time. See
1: that big scare ghost dog? No ghost pup. <laughs> no, I see. Now he made me laugh. Everyone else, no, not not at all. Even oh god, oh god, oh. God. Are you okay? Oh
0: wow! This is this is the most embarrassing thing ever. <laughs> how Jesus! How out of shape do you have to be to get a Charlie horse in the middle of a podcast? I'm just sitting. All right. Well, Jesus. you're dealing with that. I'll talk more Hold about. On, the I got to turn my mic down. You start talking.
1: Okay. All right. No, I got it all to myself. So, and also, not to mention, I I didn't think the the jokes were very funny. It was a bummer. I really wanted to like this movie. I even pushed for us to do this movie because I was so excited for it. And uh, Robert ben grant and tomlin and i didn't think were very funny as the priests either because honestly all while they were talking all i thought was okay so the italian accent is you just add a uh, at the end like a the devil uh, exists uh, you know kind of like that or um a really bad impressions of father guido sarducci i uh, i just didn't and i think it, to make fun of a horror film which it, it is great but they didn't do a really I mean, good job a, of parodying it. This is a it.
0: comedy horror film. I mean, that for, it's supposed for sure. to
1: be a parody in yeah. a way, you know, um, of you know, because you've got the Rottweiler. That's obviously a big nod to the Omen, um, possession. You know, how like the Antichrist, which I think honestly in the um, in the exposition or in the movie, I, I think the plot is that the Vatican is seeing the signs of the Antichrist happening, kind of like in the in the Omen, I suppose, and that's what. You know, prompted them to come to New Orleans, I suppose. I don't know. Also, there's a lot of love of po' boys, so I guess I got to give a po'boy boy a try cause apparently they're fucking delicious. Yeah, but
0: you don't like shrimp, so. Oh, those, those. I mean, there are different types of po', po- boys, but th- those are, I guess, specifically yeah. the ones that they're eating. I know, but
1: it's just very. I just, I'm sad. It makes me so sad to say it. I feel so bad. I don't, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was funny. For all the funny people in the movie, the jokes didn't work. Here's for me.
0: here's where I stand with this. Um, I found it to be funny, but not nearly as funny as I wanted and hoped it could be.
1: Oh, so you actually laughed
0: <laughs> I, at, at some things? Yeah, there were. Um, I, overall, I liked the idea. Um, I thought everything looked really nice. You could tell. I mean, like this is a low budget film done by you know people that are obviously most of them just you know good friends and have you know done a lot of work together. So, but. It, it's good. It's it's okay. I I think you know as like maybe an extended you know sketch. It might be something, maybe a thirty minute thing, but when you put it down to uh, what's IMDb got the uh, runtime at here, it, when you run it down to ninety eight minutes, it's a little it's a little thin. Um, like I said, overall, it's I, I think the acting for the most part is okay. I think Rob Cordry's you know funny. Uh, Leslie Bibb is distractingly beautiful. I think At the whole time you're just sitting there, just going, "How is? She, how did? What did? What does Rob Corddry do for a living? That he's got this lady.
1: He was a, Isn't he in the doctorate program or something? I don't know. I think that's what they, Tulane. Isn't that what's in New Orleans? I don't know.
0: Yeah, me. But i You know. i <laughs> But she is. She's distractingly beautiful. So everything she says is just like, "What now? Hold, huh? And you know. I wish I could say more about this, but you know, it, there's there's truly not a whole hell of a lot to say. Um, Michael Ian Black and you know has a small role in it, and what what do you what, what do you truly say about this film? Mm, it's just
1: if it pops up on Netflix, maybe give it a yeah, watch. Yeah, I could I could
0: definitely see this being a Netflix kind of thing. Uh, but I
1: didn't. I just no, not even in it. Uh, it makes me sad because I had such high hopes for this movie. Maybe that was my problem because I just told all the other movies that they've done
0: and and I think that's probably where where I where I went the opposite way because I don't think like the first time I saw the trailer, I was just like, This is gonna probably suck. The second time I thought I saw the trailer, I was like, I, it may have been a different trailer. I was like, uh, maybe you know maybe, and so I think I went in with lower expectations, so that's what got me to the point, but uh, you know. It, okay, sir, so I got some questions about this movie, and you know I'm not going to say spoilers per se because but I mean not that there's a whole lot to fucking spoil i mean you can it pretty much follows the tropes of any of these you know types of movies, but um so leslie Bibb's character uh is all of a sudden uh you know she she's she's pregnant as they go into the uh as as they buy this new like broke ass super
1: duper pregnant like yeah. about to pop
0: any moment pregnant. Now though no fat on her face, amazing. No no weight gain or anything on that on that face anyways. It's always a problem I have with these. It's like okay, so you're clearly wearing a thing. Um so they break they they move into this broken down old busted ass house in New Orleans and um Key goes over and tells him it's like, hey, yeah, this is you know the House of Blood as you heard there in the trailer. Maison de It's you know it's got all these great terrible nicknames in <laughs> different languages. It's uh, pretty funny for the uh, for the house that's you know clearly cursed or whatever. And uh, it looks like it's an amazingly huge house that they I guess paid like a low amount of money for or whatever. So they're like, oh, we're gonna paint this thing. Everything's gonna be great. We're moving in, and all of a sudden, you know, Leslie, Leslie Bibb's character starts acting strange. Here's what I don't quite understand with this movie. Now, we're gonna go off a lot of different, like, you know, kind of uh horror uh not cliches, but you know, go to's in this, I guess we could say. Now, I if if they had conceived the baby in this house, I could cons I could concede that there might be a devil baby that happens. I mean, it's called Hell Baby for Christ's sakes. I don't need to fucking tell you folks what's gonna happen at the end. It's going to be a, a hell baby, a little devil baby. I mean, you know, 2 plus 2 does equal 4. Now, if this baby was conceived in this house, I could understand that. How does a baby go, now there's, and she's twins. Also, And did you notice that, too, that they only mentioned baby to begin with, and then later on it became twins?
1: I don't know. I don't think I really caught that, to be honest.
0: I, thought, I could be wrong, but I think they said baby to begin with, and then all of a sudden it became twins, like, halfway through the film. And I'm like, wait a minute, where'd this twins thing come from? But, um, so, uh, so I could concede that, you know, if they had sex in the house, made a baby in the house, that the baby would be condemned. If you have two babies in the womb and you go into a haunted house, how does that then make said baby evil? Because nothing truly happens to her.
1: No, that's true. There isn't anything where you can just it's, immediately it's see not, her getting possessed, like being taken over by something. Yeah, but it's not like some just outside happens. force comes in, it's all, all of a sudden, sudden she wakes she's... up and boom,
0: She's like, oh, I got trying
1: problems. to poison. See, in, in I don't know. Can I get into this? Go, this go right of, ahead. All right. So, L- okay. Point, so,
0: quick, quick thing. Uh, the, 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 mild spoilers, but you know, I, I I don't know what else to tell you. If you really don't want it, if you really don't want anything spoiled for you, uh, just stop listening now and then. Uh, you know, come back later if if you can take some. It's very mild, mild spoilerific kind of stuff in this. Just go, go ahead and listen. It's honestly,
1: whatever. it's honestly very mild. The but point that I'm going to bring not up. Gonna,
0: <laughs> I don't think there's anything in this that you're go you're going to go like wow, didn't see that coming.
1: What a twist. Um no, at some point Rob Corddry I think is looking in their bedroom under the bed and he finds this old um pornomag called Wee and on the front of it it looks like his wife in a devil's, you know, like skimpy devil's costume of some sort. Mm-hmm. So when they showed that I thought, okay, that's why they got this house because she's actually demonic or something and got him to get her pregnant or, or I don't know. I, yeah, it could have been way too so much many different things,
0: that. but it, but the, sadly it wasn't, it didn't turn into anything. And it was just like, it was, and that, that magazine, instead of becoming like, oh, she's this eternal figure or whatever, who's, you know, just, just there to get, to get pregnant. pregnant, but and then you could make sense to like, oh, this is why she's having sex with Rob Cordry because Rob Cordry's just a guy who goes, "Hey, here's a pretty face. Oh, she's in, in, interested in me. Don't question that. Just get on that train and you know, ride that fucker into town." And um, but but there's none of that. It 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 comes down to a throwaway line at the end that means nothing.
1: Uh, my mom just did Parno for like a year and a half. Is- I remember I told you about that. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: It's thrown away as nothing, and it's like, well, you planted this seed for no fucking reason whatsoever.
1: Also, they don't seem really torn up in the movie that they had twins, but one of them just got fucked up and killed because it was possessed. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) one's
0: good. It's okay. (laughs) We're fine with this one. You know, and there was never like, you know, a kind of like, I thought they were going to go for this. And maybe they thought it was cliche or whatever. But I I like in a lot of different films and stuff where, you know, whether it's a zombie or somebody that's possessed or something like that, and you've seen it in Evil Dead and a whole bunch of other things, where uh, the the person, the eye of the beholder, as it were, um, you know, all of a sudden when they look down on the thing that's infected or possessed or whatever, and they see that human face again instead of like the demonic face – I th- I was hoping there for like maybe a little something like that, put a little bit of you know umph in that you know character moment or whatever. But like and and like you said, just making it go. Oh well, I can't kill my child. It was just like, nope, there's a devil, baby. Let's fucking kill it.
1: Yeah, it just there weren't a lot of things that made Not sense. No, no, I mean the, the
0: exorcist. There was like the whole exorcist type thing, which is what Robert Ben Grant and uh, Thomas Lennon are there for. They're they are the
1: two uh, priests from the Vatican. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's like how when you're eight, how you just do the the Italian accent. You just uh I, I don't know. I I thought their characters would have been like, you know, good sketch characters. Long long form characters. I, I don't you really know. You had the
1: atomic perfect breast. But
0: um but you know, so you, you they're there for the exorcism is and, and like the the exorcism scene doesn't have much to it. There's there's nothing to it. It's like you You build to what is an ultimate climax. There's a little bit of fun stuff, but for the most part, it's just like it for me, it left me feeling empty at the end. It was just like you know we had all this build up there was all this lead to this thing, and then for the most part, nothing, yeah,
1: but just no. Nope. Not funny. What a, what a bummer. I hate saying that about one of their movies, but I just, I was like, oh man, this sucks. This is going to prove out I'm right that this movie isn't good.
0: Damn it. No, I know. No, look, I never thought that the movie was going to be bad, but uh, um, let's talk about Ricky Lindholm. <laughs> now, she plays uh, Leslie Bibb's sister in this, who comes down as a uh, holistic healer. Type, type, yeah, person. She's, she's like your
1: hippie to, Wiccan
0: chick, yeah. She comes down to, uh, to bless the house in some crazy fucking way. Mm. Um, but uh, her character is introduced to this uh movie in a gigantic nude scene. What were your thoughts on that?
1: I knew it was coming. Remember, I said the first time I heard about this movie, she talked about doing that, yeah, nude yeah, scene yeah. In. But did
0: you think it was going to be anything like that?
1: No, not quite. I was like, wow. Good for you being all like because it's not normally not you don't really see a comedian doing that, you know, full frontal,
0: yeah, full frontal for like that scene's five minutes,
1: yeah. And I mean, there's not much left to the imagination, there's not a lot, there's not
0: a lot of like excessive cutting or any of the, the frame lines just above the nipples. No, no, it's there you go, everybody. It makes for a nice, uncomfortable moment between you know, two characters and stuff, but um.
1: I did. I did find once again King and Kinky just saved save parts of the movie. Like he, he honestly is
0: the star. Uh, like he's the scene stealer of of this movie completely. Mm-hmm. Everything that he's in, while a lot of times unmotivated and bothersome, you know, to many on many different uh, in many different ways. He he's the funniest thing in this movie. He is. In a movie full of comedians, he's the comic relief, which you wouldn't think would be the case mm-hmm but i I honestly i don't know what else we can fucking say about this. There's not mm. a lot i mean just it's, dis-
1: it's just a disappointment it's also, did you catch minutes. did you catch who was the uh the uh OBGYN on her voicemails did you catch did you recognize that voice?
0: I, I don't remember, to be quite frank.
1: Because I, I haven't seen it on anything else, because like, normally people put, like, neat little tidbits or something. That's David Wayne, who's also a member of the state, that does the voice of the OBGYN on the voicemail.
0: There you go. Yep. Nice little fun facts, everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's go Let's go out of five stars here. Laura, what do you give this bad boy? And why? Why? <laughs>
1: With a heavy heart because as I said I really like everyone involved in this movie I just didn't think it was good I'd give it 1 or maybe put it on a bomb honestly I'll Ooh, go I'll whoa, go whoa, I'll go whoa. Leonard Malton
0: bomb you are going all the way to Now see here's the horse shit with I'm going to quick <sighs> tangent here's the horse shit with Leonard Malton and his bomb system Guess what motherfucker that's a 5 star system just go to 5 stars but, just go to five fucking stars.
1: Well, I, you've got me lost. Okay.
0: Okay. Leonard Malton's system goes like this. Mm-hmm. Five stars, four stars, three stars, two stars, one star, and bomb. Mm-hmm. That's a five star system. Why don't just go for five stars?
1: I don't know. That's just his thing. That's just his thing. Don't so hate on. So retarded, don't hate Leonard. On, don't hate on Leonard Maltin. But no. I- Lynn,
0: I know he hates being called that.
1: Yeah, but I I didn't I did just the the scenes with King and just didn't bring it up enough I I wouldn't watch it again I think of when Matt hears this he's gonna be kind of bummed because he was like me looking forward to this as well but no, just if you're thinking about watching this just give a good Balls of Fury a watch or uh, Reno Nine One One and <laughs> Wow
0: uh, now look I I can't sit here in front and say I've seen Balls of Fury but. <laughs> Who thought we'd ever be going to a day where it's just like, "Hey, everybody, rent balls of fury, you'll be okay."
1: <laughs> no, because that's that's really funny. That's really funny. I like that one a lot. And of course, Reno Nine One One movie, Miami, that's great.
0: All right, so one.
1: Yeah.
0: I am going to go so far as two and a half.
1: Ooh, too generous. I,
0: I think uh, if it's it's a rainy Saturday and there is nothing, and it's on Netflix for free. Knock it out. Other than that, uh, I wouldn't suggest spending the money for it on VOD. Uh, probably not. Probably not good to see it in theaters unless you're with a bunch of friends who really dig on these people. Perhaps then you might enjoy it. But mm. uh, I, I just don't know that it's really worth worth your worth. Your, it, it, I think it's worth your time, but I don't think it's worth your money. If that makes any sense to anybody.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's not bad. That's not all right. And as I said, and. and- It kind of hurts to say that because I like all those guys so much. I hate not liking this. It makes me feel bad. I don't like it. I can't even pity like it. I just can't. It's not that funny.
0: All right, everybody. That is our review for Hell Baby, uh, starring and written and directed by Thomas Leonard, Robert Ben Garant, and uh, a host of others for the starring things. So with that, we are going to take a little break, and uh, I think we're going to come back. We're going to talk about maybe what we're going to be watching next week, big week next week. So uh, we're going to be doing that, and then I can't find the volume controls on anything. This is what happens when we decide, and then I decide to not edit it on the, on the uh, half, and I decide to do it live. Anyways, So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back, talk about that, and uh, then we'll wrap up the show. Quick show today. Good stuff. All right. Stay tuned. everybody that is going to be it for our show this week um short show short show but i think a good show mm. I, I think you know I, I really honest to god i wish there was more things to say about uh hell baby but uh you, you can't really break down something that just doesn't have a lot of fantastic moments i thought it was shot really well i mean for the low budget that it was it looked good uh, i guess some nice action scenes in there i guess as far as, like, you know, when the cop cars and stuff, you see in the trailer. <laughs> you see the best shots in the trailer for the most part. But, uh, alright, so that is it for our show today. Now, uh, if you want to, uh, contact us in any way, uh, just go to the filmfind.com. There you'll find all the links to like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, da, 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 all of that stuff. Subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, and, uh, when you go to iTunes, do us a favor. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. We always are looking forward to uh, reading new reviews on iTunes and uh, seeing the likes on Facebook. We're up to 80 likes on Facebook now, so I'm very proud of that. Uh, still only at 11 reviews on uh, on the iTunes here. So uh, And Stephen hasn't uh, written us to claim his prize. So somebody else, write a review, claim that prize, suckers. So uh, do that shit for me and that would be absolutely fantastic. And tell a friend for heaven's sake. If you like this show, tell a friend and... Uh, that will help us grow this podcast to be bigger and better. And that's what we all want. At least that's what I want. All right, so uh, that does it for this week. Uh, Next week, looks like, like I said, Laura and I uh, will be seeing the um, Adjust Your Tracking uh, movie about uh, the VHS era and the kind of resurgence and some of that. And uh, I think we're also going to be jumping into the big one, Elysium. I think this is probably one of the last big blockbuster type movies for the summer uh, directed by Neil Blomkamp who of course brought us District 9 which was an amazingly good film and so it's been five years since District 9 so that's really hard to believe it's been that long but uh, so really looking forward to that so uh, that'll be next week for us so uh, Laura anything else to uh, add to the show before we close her down? no Uh, (laughs) a lady of few words
1: no I just don't know what else to say I'm sorry
0: All right, everybody. For Laura, I am Adam Portress and we will see you next time, guys. Later. show we didn't we recorded live this week so we don't have any uh real outtakes or anything to do so uh uh, i think we did okay right
1: yeah (laughs) that's just i just i was like i don't know what else to say about help Amy about feeling incredibly incredibly bad
0: i mean it 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 was it was one of those things where it's just like shit i wish i could really talk more about this but there's there's really nothing to talk about. And that's so bad because when you're in a show that's talking about movies, you really want to be able to talk about the movie and break it down and find out what was good and bad and different. But it was just like, I think the movie overall just had kind of a, a um, it, it, was, it was just mediocre to the nth degree. And I think that was, I think that was a problem with it. And it's a comedy that's supposed to have laughs and the laughs weren't, you know, uproarious i mean i laughed several times but that was never just like oh shit oh this is the... oh wow but i i think a lot of times that can almost be more painful for a movie is to be um to be nothing right
1: i suppose it's just a bummer when you like the people involved you're a big fan of them think they're really funny, and then they put out something that's not funny. Well,
0: maybe you guys have seen this. If you've seen it and you disagree with us, for heaven's sake, please email us at thefilmfind at gmail.com. Tell us we're wrong. We always uh, always welcome uh, feedback and insight into what our are you want to talk about think.
1: people being wrong, hold on. 50% on Rotten this.
0: Tomatoes, so it's not doing well.
1: No. Well, here, let me do a fucking review that was on... Of course, it's on IMDb. God, IMDb is awful with reviews. <laughs> but someone put on here... Hellaci- hellaciously funny.
0: So wh- what?
1: hellaciously funny.
0: Was this was this shallot um, gene shallot?
1: No, this is this is a user review. Oh, Nine out of ten stars. That's even worse. By Chris Anderson. All right, Chris, I can't take your, I can't take any of your opinions seriously with this. This movie is a must-watch for anyone who loves the humor of Reno Nine One One, the state, and B horror flicks. Leslie Blib. Bib, not blib. Pardon me, that's my bad. Leslie Bibb and Rob Cordry play well off each other. Lennon and Grant are hilarious as the priests. Keegan Key is one funny, magically appearing mofo. And then there's some crazy. I was old gonna
0: say, are they were they gonna put mofo in there? And that I don't. Does that seem racist?
1: No. And then there's some crazy old lady that I really just don't want to ever see again. Which, I don't think that was played by a lady. I think that was played by a dude. It was all makeup, but whatever. Back to the review. Michael Ian Black and Kumail Nanjiani make great cameos, too. Nanjiana is the Pakistani one of the two.
0: Oh, is that right? With that name? I thought it was. I thought the Pakistani guy's name was John Johnson.
1: If you are fans of Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Grant, then for all that is holy, buy, rent. Steal, of course, if you love these guys, totally rent, steal it. Yes, you know. steal it if you love them. But drop change behind. Just a little. I imagine that'll, that'll cover. Covers a
0: nickel, Tommy, go fuck yourself.
1: Anything you can do to see this movie. If anything, it can at least be a visual manual on what to do the day your lady gets pregnant by the spawn of Satan. But here's the thing, if she didn't get fucked by Satan...
0: No, <laughs> she her baby <laughs> just turned. It didn't make any bloody sense. How did one baby gets affected? Not two demon babies? What is Satan not fucking grabby enough? Satan's like, look. Satan shoots blanks. He's like, all right. I tell you what, I'll just take the one.
1: This cast. This is from another one, another nine out of ten star review. This cast alone makes the movie very enjoyable. I can compare it to the scary movie films, which. I'm going to say it right now. I think Scary Movie 1 is more funny than this movie. Well,
0: Scary Movie... Oh, man, the first Scary Movie was fucking... At the time, holy shit, that movie was hilarious.
1: Yeah, the other ones, not so much.
0: Never saw any of the other sequels.
1: I did, unfortunately. But it's more intense and has more adult humor. I can't imagine anything more adult than um, Anna Faris getting launched to the top of the fucking room with the dude's jizz.
0: That's adult material. That's
1: very adult. I think, that, I think that's way more adult than anything here. Overall, a better version of the imitation comedy franchises. I love the reoccurring well, that's characters. that's probably true. <laughs> I love the reoccurring characters that sometimes feel like beating a dead horse in the most hilarious way possible. The tone is not for everyone. I would not watch it with my parents, but I would watch it with my younger brother and his friends. I am sure I will watch a few They are all lo-
0: underage minors and I would <laughs> feed them booze and weed.
1: They would want to see it for Ricky and Humphrey, <laughs> and
0: they would use it for their spank bank later. Thank God we don't live in the VHS days, where that shit would get worn the fuck out.
1: I am sure I will watch this a few more times with other people to spread it around. If you liked The State, Reno 911, and Dark Slashed Evil Tones, this is a knockout comedy. I hope these guys continue... Or do they
0: think they pull quotes from IMDb? (laughs) I
1: don't know. I hope these guys continue making movies... This is is the worst one. I hope these guys continue making movies like this in the same way the Broken Loser guys caught on.
0: You mean the Broken Lizards I, guys who only do like mid-level comedy clubs? I really hope Robert
1: Ben-Gurant and Thomas Lennon make it like the, the Broken Lizard guys. I, I hope they make yeah, it.
0: I hope you make it. <laughs> oh, son of a
1: bitch. <laughs> so bad. So bad.
0: All right, everybody. That's the after show. We just kind of wanted to bullshit around because we felt we gave you a short podcast. So we kind of just wanted to talk for a couple minutes more.
1: Here, can I do another one? Yeah, sure. All right. I do to do this in my best Chris Traeger. I gonna do this Chris Trager impression. I think this will go <laughs> into my favorite library. It is just perfectly balanced. Humor, horror, mature content, decent enough, and a ton of laughs. I literally could not stop him through most of this movie.
0: Literally could not stop.
1: Him. I literally sorry, I literally could not stop him, could not stop laughing through this movie, Ann Perkins. I
0: literally couldn't. You wanted some bad news? I already know. Oh, I've already kind of... They're kinda, not coming back.
1: I've literally been depressed about that already.
0: I don't know how they're going to do it. or they, they they have to run away and just get married or something. I don't know.
1: Right? If, I'm, if it's up to me, honestly, I'm way more away. interested in the Ron Swanson baby than the Perkins baby. That is anyway, true. Anyway, let me continue. All right. I literally could not stop laughing through the, most of this movie. The end might have been a bit overstretched. But in the end, it worked out okay. I will give this movie 9 out of 10 just because of the strong behavior and extremely hardcore... <laughs> <laughs> it's not trim- just the fact that somebody
0: just goes, Hey, look, it's done. i give it 9 out of 10
1: just because of the... <laughs> extremely hardcore soundtrack that made the atmosphere so incredibly genuine. The acting of most characters were good. But now we're good. But now flawless. Still, I've seen some incredibly incredible acting moments that made this movie look like an original. Sure, you get some parts here and there taken from other older horror movies, but I have to say they they were executed to the letter and made it look professional. If there's, if you, oh, someone's calling me. I don't know this number. Crap. Anyway, that was bad. But I I just left the. I give it a nine out of the ten for the behavior.
0: <laughs> classy, IMDb, keeping it classy. All right everybody, that is it. We'll see you next week.
1: Nights.